Marie? Yeah? You are awesome. Oh, thanks, Jodie. I think you're pretty cool too. Oh, thanks. We're just really epic. You know who else are epic? Go on. Teachers. All teachers, primary teachers, secondary teachers, every teacher is pretty damn awesome. Retired, left teaching, training. You know what? You're all amazing. Absolutely. So today we're just here to celebrate you because it's the end of the year and what you've done is fantastic. Yeah. And it's a relief to everyone, I'm sure, that it's the end of the year, but you can all be very proud of yourselves that you've got through another academic year. Absolutely. You've made an impact on those students mm. and you've done some good in the world because I think that's what teachers do, actually. Yeah. And in fact, Jodie, if you think about it, teaching is the most important profession mm. because we don't have anything without teachers. We don't have writers we don't have poets, we don't have brain surgeons, everybody has to be taught their skill. And so I honestly think there is an argument for putting teachers top of the pile for importance in terms Mm. of jobs. Absolutely. It's your own time you're wasting. From Beyond the Classroom with Marie and Jodie. Right, Marie, we've been doing this podcast for nearly a year. It's been a whole academic year. Yeah. Um, so let's kind of look back and think about not just how awesome teachers are, because we are going to hear from loads of students about uh, their favourite teachers and thanks to their teachers and some adults reflecting on their favourites from when they're at school. Yeah. Um, but what's your favourite episode? Let's start there. My favourite episode, mm, I've enjoyed them all, I have to say. This is one of the most funnest things I've ever done Absolutely in my so. entire life. Mm. Um, so I I did, I think the one that stuck with me the most is the last one we did about the refugee Absolutely. camp in Sierra Leone. I Honestly, I, I've not stopped thinking about it either. No, no. And like it has changed. I've told so many people about mm, it. I've me too. Of, to the point where I'm really boring people because I'm just going on and on about it. It's And I hope kind of our listeners feel the same, that it's something that really... So that is one of my... The most powerful episode we've done. Yeah, definitely. But the one that I think has kind of changed my outlook on life is the mm. outdoor education. Yes. I do a lot with the rowing and stuff yes. like that, and a lot of that is outside. And it's really made me think about how important that is Absolutely. to get those kids outside and just enjoy being outside, Yeah, you know, and being yeah. a bit dirty and stuff like that. Um, so I think that's probably the one that's going to have changed my practice the most. Right. Interesting. Mm. And I think you're dead right about that. And I think there is an issue with us all being cooped up inside, especially since the pandemic. Yeah. Lots of people and they say, I've not quite got back into going out like I did before the pandemic, even though it's a while since. Um, I would say the one that changed my outlook was speaking to Graham about Ofsted. Mm, That's true, actually. It made me feel slightly more kindly towards Ofsted. Mm, Yeah. Um, And it made me feel like I think there are a lot of myths in schools Mm. about Ofsted and that if we can get rid of those, then I don't think it would be as painful a process as it currently is. Yeah, and I think, yeah, it made me feel like Ofsted, I don't think it's quite right. No. And obviously, you know, Ofsted has gone through a lot of 
well, where to start with Ofsted? But it it's coming from a good place. And I think that's something that's quite helpful to remember. Mm, I think the principles mm. of making sure those children are both looked after and educated is absolutely yes. where it should be. Maybe the execution mm. needs work. And there's times where the Ofsted has done what it needs to do. Mm, and absolutely. there's times where it's missed the target and it's imperfect but we need to work on it to make it perfect you know nothing's perfect but you see what yeah I mean. exactly as long as it's always being reviewed and looked at and improved yeah. um i think that's that's the most you can ask mm. for really so this episode we've collected a range of people's thoughts on their favourite teachers and why they were their favourite teachers and this is both adults and pupils who are currently going through the system and it's lovely to hear how Mm. teachers have impacted people over the years. Let's listen to this lovely little message from Hannah. My favourite teacher was my head of sixth form Chris Wakefield. He showed me an unbelievable amount of care during a particularly difficult time in my life from giving me breakfast, to sitting with me after a panic attack, to making me send off my UCAS application. I have never forgotten his kindness. And ultimately, this is what made me also want to become a teacher in order to help disaffected and disadvantaged kids know that they are worth something. Thank you so much, Mr Wakefield. I will be forever grateful. Okay, Jodie. So who was your favourite teacher when you were at school? So my favourite teacher, hands down, Mr Webb, maths teacher. He's still a maths teacher at my old school. He actually teaches one of the students, I tutor and some of the rowing students. And he absolutely just taught me to love maths in a completely different way. So he taught me my additional maths GCSE and then my A-level maths and A-level further maths. And I think about him all the time. He's what made me want to be a teacher. He got me helping with his year 10s. Um, And what I like about Mr Webb is not only has he changed my life and the other 10 people in my maths class life but also every student that I taught and I've changed their lives and given them a love for maths that's thanks to him as well yeah and it's that knock-on effect it's like a ripple effect isn't it yeah um so I hope you're listening Mr Webb because I did tell you to so thank you because you changed my life and I'm very grateful for it and Miss Musgrove who made me think about history in a different way so instead of just accepting the stories we're being told she made me think about it from the fact that we're being taught it as the winners and that it was quite often a man's story and we did a lesson that I remember called her story which was Mm. all about women in history yeah and really made me be critical about how I look at history yeah. and that it is very racial and you're looking at it from a white perspective quite often yeah particularly given that I am white and that you're seeing it from a man's perspective and that has just at the time felt like quite a small thing but actually has made me much more of an advocate for that and made me much more keen to do things like not just Black History Month which was one of my school's favorite things but mm-hmm. also like things like pride and other things about equality and yeah. awareness yeah um and again, kind of like Mr. Webb, it's a bit different because I did not like Ms. Gruel when she was my teacher. She really wound me up. And what was she called? Miss um, Gruel? Ms. Gruel. Ms. Gruel. She Ms. sounds Ms. like Gruel. somebody from a Dickens novel. Yeah, she did. Um, she's now a deputy head and she's a 
amazing deputy head, I would imagine. Actually, Jodie, you're not the only person to be influenced by a history teacher. Oh, really? Well, that's not surprising. History teachers are great. They're pretty cool, aren't they? Let's hear from Sam. I wasn't a natural historian in my teenage years. I was much more stimulated by the creative subjects. But Mr Jackson made me fall in love with history during my GCSEs. In fact, I took the subject based on recommendations I'd heard about him and he didn't disappoint. Starting off the course as a strict disciplinarian, once Mr Jackson had his class in the palm of his hand, his charm charisma and humour came spilling out and the subject came to life. I loved every minute of his classes. Nowadays, I find it hard to qualify exactly why. In terms of activities, I actually remember an awful lot of dictation. But as with many inspirational teachers, it was all about the method of delivery and his enthusiasm for the subject, as well as simply having the X factor that I always strived for when I became a teacher myself. I got my best GCSE result in history, achieving an A. My subsequent A-level history fail at a different institution was a clear demonstration that amazing teachers like Mr Jackson play a huge role in enhancing student attainment. Next up, let's hear from Claire. My favourite teacher was Mrs Kirkpatrick, but we knew her as Miss Joyce when I was at school. She taught us English literature for A-level. She had an absolutely amazing sense of humour, made every lesson fun. She gave me a copy of Thomas Hardy's Far From the Madding Crowd and I was absolutely hooked went on to read all of his novels and eventually trained myself to become an English teacher, which I am still doing today. Thanks, Mrs KP. So, Marie, I've told you about uh, my top three teachers. What about you? Do you have any teachers from, from being a child that you remember? Yes. I mainly remember English teachers, obviously, obviously. because that's my bag. Um, there was Mr Franey and Mrs Garlic. Real name, Mrs. Garlic. Mrs. Garlic. Yeah, Mrs. Garlic. Did um, she read vampire novels with you? Absolutely. But she repelled vampires at the same time. <laughs> she just should open Dracula and just go pew away from Yeah, them. yeah, that's right. Um, and they were extremely encouraging to me. Mr. Franey tried to persuade me to do the Oxbridge entrance exam, mm. which I fought against. Um, and in the end, I was told I didn't have the right attitude by other teachers so that was fine yeah funny um but I just remember them both being extremely encouraging and letting us do loads of drama in our English lessons and that's where when I was a teacher that's what I tried to do as well because I used to love that you know we'd go away in little corners and make up a scenario and then we'd show everybody in the class Mm. or we'd do um we always had to do a talk per year on a subject of your choosing and I did ghosts um and I started it by saying do you believe in ghosts And literally, for the rest of my school life, that was thrown at me in the corridors. I mean, that's how you started our ghost episode, to be fair. Exactly. Yeah, see, same technique. Yeah. And Matthew Coggins did um, a talk on soil that lasted 25 minutes. I'll never forget that. Oh, that reminds me about the fossil episode. Oh, that was so good. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. 
Oh, we've had some really good episodes, actually, haven't we? If we say so ourselves. Yeah, we've we've had some really interesting people on. It's been a good one. Yeah. Well, Marie, we have actually got someone that has talked about their favourite English teacher. Of course. I mean, there's a few good ones out there, I'm told. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's hear from Paul. My favourite teacher of all time has to be Heather Meek from Sixth Form College. Heather was nurturing, but also treated us as thinking adults. And I don't just mean by letting us use first names. She opened up a whole new world of literature. The optional class trip to London Zoo on the bank holiday was also pretty awesome. And she inspired at least two of us to become English teachers. So uh, thanks for that, Heather. your very first teacher? Oh I can, I remember her very vividly. I went to school in 1979 um, so the school landscape was quite different then Mm. and my first teacher was called Mrs Duggan Mm. and I remember we did our times table every day, two Mm. times tables every day, chanting them out. We did the alphabet, Mm -hmm. Um, we read Gabolino the Witch's Cat. I have very vivid memories actually and I also remember that um, Mrs. Duggan went to America and she came back and she mm. told us that everything in America is massive. The cars mm. are massive, the food portions True. are massive. And I just yeah. have always had this impression that everything in America is large. <laughs> and that's all from Mrs. Duggan. Yeah. So, and I absolutely loved it. I loved going yeah. to school. So, I don't remember my first teacher very well. She was either called Mrs. Barker or Miss is Baker Mm -hmm. and I can't remember which but because of where my birthday is um I joined school at Easter so I only was in reception for one term back when you could do that um and then yeah so I don't really remember it but I have a close friend Zara who is an early years teacher she teaches reception Mm. and the stuff that she does at primary school the the work that she puts in Mm. It's just amazing. And it's so, and one of my nephews is currently transitioning. He's going to start school in September. And like the stuff that he's doing at school. And actually he came home from his taster day and he went, Jodie, 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 Jodie. Did you know when you put footprints on the moon, they say they're forever. It's <laughs> little four-year-old. And that's what they taught him at school yeah. on his very first practice Aww. day. And he'll just... It's just brilliant. Yeah, um, you'll really remember primary that. Primary school teachers. I know we're both secondary school teachers, and and we have a lot of primary teachers as listeners. But oh my gosh, what they do is amazing, mm. absolutely amazing. Mm. So we do have a couple of messages from primary school students. Um, so let's hear what they've got to say. This is Elsie, Hal, and Charlie. I think Mrs. Williams is the best teacher ever, ever. She's so good at everything and I think she does. She works really hard. So I think she might be one of the best teacher or even the best teacher in the whole wide universe. Hello, my name is Hal. Um, I just wanted to say a big thank you to Mr. Furrix. Um, at Holy Trinity Primary School. Uh, He has given loads of people in my year an opportunity to perform on the RSE stage doing a scene from The Tempest. He has been really helping us and we're really enjoying it. 
So what's your name? Charlie. And what school do you go to? Stoke Gable Primary School. And who is your favourite teacher? Mr Summers. And why is that? Because when I'm sad he gives me his smiley emoji cushion. And how does that make you feel? Happy! Marie, do you remember the episode with Louise on Year 6 to 7 Transition? I certainly do. It was an interesting one, that, wasn't it? Yeah, and so different from when I was there. Mm. Actually, after we recorded that episode, I had a chat with my mum because I was like, did I have a taste today? Because mm. I have no recollection of that. Um, apparently, I did. Right. Um, but I don't remember it. And kind of, yeah, I had a really long chat about my first day at school. And, I mean, I'm the youngest of three, so I very much felt like, uh, just go to school, your brother and sister. Yeah, there. yeah. But my eldest brother got a little bit more of of kind of support mm. and stuff. But my sister got nothing because the school shut. The school building was knocked down and rebuilt right. over the summer holidays. Oh, so it got knocked down and kind of like after exams, all the kids had this ridiculously long summer, and then it wasn't open again until September. So there was no building no. for them to have it. No, that's because there was just no school. That's just like my mum because she went to a brand new school that had only just been built. So she yeah. literally got on a bus in September and rolled up at this building that she'd never seen wow. before in her entire life. Yeah. And that was it. Mm. There were no taster days or anything. Yeah. You know, you were just thrown in. Well, Evie and Isla, are, uh, they've given us a lovely message about their transition. They're both year six students, so they want to kind of give a little shout out to their to their teachers. Thank you, Miss Castle, for teaching me in year six. It has been one of my best years so far. My favourite teacher is Mrs Cronshaw because she has a good sense of humour and she always makes us laugh in class. And um, she's a really good teacher and she teaches us very well. So, Jodie, turning this around, are there any students you particularly remember? Oh, there's loads. Let's focus on the positive because this is a celebration. Um, so I had two students in my very first year 11 class. They were both young women and they worked so, so, so hard. And I've never seen students quite as keen as they mm. were to do well. So they will always stick with me. Um, another young man who was just trying really hard to get his life back together. Um, he'd got on the wrong side of some drugs and was had got clean over the summer holidays, came in in year 10 mm. and was like, I need to sort my life yeah. out. So I'll always remember him and I really hope he managed it. Um, but most recently, technically not a student, it's one of my juniors. And that's it's similar in lots of ways to the teacher-student relationship, yeah. but also a lot more casual yeah so obviously they call me Jodie and uh, some of them listen to my podcast so hi mm-hmm. if you're listening um and one of them just kind of we were chatting about something and I made a joke of yeah but that's why I have no friends and she went oh Jodie I'm your friend Aww. and it was just so so touching because you know I want I don't I do want to be their friend like but that's not my primary mm-hmm. goal but I was like you know, I really hope I've made a difference in yeah. her life and I've made her enjoy the sport. Yeah. So those are my handful. What about you, Marie? I, well, I, I would say my very first form class that I had when I first started mm. teaching, I took them oh, all yeah, the way through. Um, yeah. And but I also had most of them for mm. English and history I taught at the same time. So I saw a lot of them during the week. Yes. And they until year nine, I had them for English and history. And then they were, they were getting a different teacher. And I, so I was telling them this, and one boy put his hand up and he said, Miss, 
you can't leave us. That's like a mother abandoning her children. Oh. And I was just so touched. I thought, oh, that's lovely. Oh, that's so lovely. Yeah. They didn't want to leave me. Oh, bless them. Yeah, so that's probably my absolute best memory mm. um, of a student, because you don't get that very often, do you? It's your own time you're wasting. So why not stick the kettle on, put your feet up and have a cuppa? Ah, bliss. If you have any episodes that you'd love to hear, do message us at beyondmailbag at twinkle.co.uk because, you know, we're hoping to come back for season four in September. Uh, and if you'd like to kind of either be one of our guests even, just drop us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Definitely. So these three people did exactly just that. They want to give a shout out to their favourite teachers. So let's hear from Penny, Sarah and Michelle. Hi, my name's Penny and I'd like to give a shout out to my former English teacher, Mrs Page. Mrs Page taught me 30 years ago at Ulster Grammar School in Warwickshire. She was an amazing teacher and she really nurtured my love of literature and thanks to her, I went on to study English at Cambridge and then became an English teacher myself and I hope that I impart to my students all the enthusiasm and love of literature that she managed to give to me. So thanks so much, Mrs Page, you rock. My favourite teacher when I was at school was Mrs Bonser and she was an English teacher and she was always late to lessons because she'd always obviously been having a cigarette somewhere and she was always really hurried and walked in and she just made the lessons so exciting and she just brought all the books to life and really had the time for you and really took time when she marked your essays and I just remember her like treating us like we were not just 15, 16 year olds but like young adults and uh, she always, she left a lasting impression on me. And I'm, yeah, Mrs. Bonser, best teacher I ever had. My favourite teacher was my history teacher, Mrs. Fairhurst. And the reason I liked her is because she was not like all the other teachers. For example, she wouldn't sit on a chair. She always sat on the desk. She um, was a lot of fun and she used to say predominantly like every third word was predominantly. So I once wrote an essay that had predominantly in every single sentence and she just thought that was hilarious. She was someone you could have a bit of fun with and um, she wasn't too serious. All good fun. The massive difference, I think, between primary and secondary is obviously in primary school, you've got the same teacher like all the time. So, you know, I remember being in Miss Fazakley's class and I'd just be sat there and all the time I'd have Miss Fazakley. Whereas if she'd have been a teacher at secondary school, I probably would have never learned to say her name. So in one of my first classes, I had this row of boys and they were called Alex, Alec, David and Adam. I had no idea which one was which and I taught them for two years because they were always the top four students. They always did really well and all their names were the same. So I do think when you get a secondary school teacher that makes that impression, especially if it's not one of the subjects like maths and English where you see them so much, it's so different when you've got that kind of secondary school teacher making that difference. Yeah, it is different, definitely. I also had pupils that I taught for a while and never really... Well, I kept seeing this one boy in more than one class and I could not understand what was going on. And then it turned out they were identical twins, weren't they? Oh, yeah, we've all done oh, that, haven't we? Yeah, bad. Okay, so let's go to Archie, who is a secondary school student who wants to thank his teachers. Thank you, Mr. Clerk, Mr. Ahmed, and Mr. Micklefoot. 
You've really made me enjoy the subjects that you teach me. I know my dad remembers teachers from when he was a kid at school mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, I remember he remembered one called Mr. Pitt who actually ended up teaching me. Oh. And I was year seven when he taught me. And he just has such a strong memory of those teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just stays with you forever, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does. Um, so we have an amazing message. This is actually from Marie's mum. <laughs> She's called Val. So let's hear from Marie's mum. My favourite teacher was a man called Mr Wilcock. He was the maths teacher, but he seemed to be able to explain maths in a way that we could all understand. Uh, we had various maths teachers before him and um, we didn't know what he was ta- they were talking about, but Mr Wilcock seemed to be able to explain it in a clear, concise way for people who were, like myself, not that keen on maths and not that academic regarding maths. Um, Mr Wilcott also seemed to have um, an inner sense of how people felt and one day he, um, one of the reasons why I liked him most was because one day I didn't never like um, doing gym and working and, and one day it was sports day and he said to me if I, if I wanted I could clean his store cupboard out uh, instead of going to sports day. Now, for some people, that wouldn't have been a good idea. But for me, it was absolutely perfect. And I had a lovely day going inside his, his store cupboard and making it all neat and tidy. And I didn't need to go experience the um, problems that I would have had had I been going to the sports day because I certainly wasn't athletic in any shape or form and I just didn't enjoy it. Mr Wilcock uh, unfortunately left our school uh, at the end of the fourth year which is now year 10 and we were all very very disappointed but he was the most loveliest man and he gave us he was not just a teacher but somebody who could look into people's lives and realise how they felt. Uh, Marie what was your top tip from this year? Favourite tip? Yes, crediting Jodie for this one. A really good tip is putting perspex on the top of the desk so you can slide Mm. a paper underneath and students can annotate and draw all over your perspex and um, then it can be wiped off and used again. Yes. My favourite one, and I cannot remember what episode this was from, but was about just giving kids a chance to calm down Mm. and kind of understanding that they can't self-regulate like an adult can possibly from our behavior management one um but yeah kind of it just it's such a small thing to think about is that yeah they can't actually the first time someone mentioned to me about letting students self-regulate was when I was a student teacher and my de facto mentor um Mr Rowe was sat next to me and I was just did not know what to do with this kid and it was just like just leave them alone for a bit mm. let them calm down mm. And it does, you know, it's, colleagues can make such a big difference to kind of how how you think about it and how, how you do. Yeah, definitely, without a shadow of a doubt. So here we've got Richard and Robin giving a shout out to their colleagues. Hello, uh, it's Mr SK. Um, I'm a teacher myself. And so the teachers that I'm finding most inspiring at the moment are my colleagues at school, particularly uh, all the fellow colleagues who are striking at the moment Um Uh, to make uh, education uh, uh, an even better place to work. So big shout out to, um, oh, so many, uh, Mrs Parrish, Mrs uh, 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 Smith, 
uh, Miss Spollen, um, all the fantastic TAs who are also educators uh, in my class, uh, Mr Shuka um, and all the team. Thank you. So this is a message to my colleague, my former colleague and really good friend, Diana. Um, Many years ago at the start of my teaching career, uh, you took me under your wing. You were, we were both working in what Ofsted would call a challenging environment. And I was fresh out of my NQT year um, and completely overwhelmed. I was really struggling to handle the demands of a full-time teaching timetable, uh, really challenging behaviour in the classes and just failing every single observation that I was going through and just felt like I was I was ready to quit basically and you came along and you were enthusiastic and motivated and kind and sympathetic and really really supportive but practical with it as well like you observed me in my lessons and you pointed out where I was going wrong in a really generous way and then helped me replan and slowly but surely under your with your friendship and your support I was able to turn myself around and and really became the teacher that that I am today although I'm no longer teaching so I just want to say thank you for all of your help and all of your support. And whatever you're doing, I wish you all the best. Okay, cheers, Di. Bye. You know what? I think being a teacher now, compared to five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, you just have so much thrown at mm. you. You've got to do this COVID catch-up. Yep. You've got to safeguard your children, obviously. You've got to think about prevent. You've got to think about radicalization you've got to think about marking you've got to think about offstage you've yep. got to check out the well-being of your kids and your colleagues yep. <sighs> there's an awful lot to it isn't there i mean the actual standing in a classroom in front of a class is the tip of mm. the iceberg absolutely most of the work goes and, on behind the scenes and you know what if you're a teacher and you're standing up in front of that class every single day just don't forget you are making such a difference yep. and we we are proud of you. You should be proud of yourself. Absolutely. And you're changing lives. Just keep changing lives. Yeah, just keep doing it. Keep doing it. Because as I said before, teaching is the most important profession. So a big thank you to you for listening. And don't forget to like and subscribe so that you can see us when we're back in, in September. September. Yeah. If you've got any ideas for episodes or you just want to drop us a message to say hi be on mailbag at twinkle.co.uk and don't forget to like and subscribe and follow beyond on social media so that you can be part of the conversation and don't forget to have a wonderful summer break and make sure you make some time for resting yes because you need it and you deserve it this podcast is proudly produced by beyond Please bear in mind the views and opinions expressed are those of individuals and may not represent those of Beyond or Twinkle.